Hello, I am Ivy Lassiter, and I am the host of the Four Parents Podcast. So go ahead, pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff. Lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who have been there. Today's episode, I'm talking to Laura. Laura is a mom of two living in Florida, and a few months ago, this idea popped in her head, a podcast for kids. So in this episode, you're going to get to know her a little bit and also hear about how this great resource for kids and parents came about. It's a pretty cool story. Oh, and another little tidbit. Her dad, Bubba, and her sister, Susan, were on this podcast, and you can go back and listen to their episode. I'll link it in the show notes. It was a really fun one. So here's our conversation. I want you to think back to your growing up years. What ways do you feel like your parents helped you know Jesus? From an early age, they took us to church every week uh-huh. um, and kind of yeah. you know set that rhythm of life for us. But I really, when I was thinking about what has been the most impactful, you know, to me in my childhood, I can remember whenever I would wake up in the morning, um, mm-hmm. walking downstairs and seeing my mom sitting there doing her quiet time. Yes. And, you know, actually like reading her paper Bible. Um, uh-huh. And that is why even today, like I'm such an advocate of like, read your paper Bible in front of your kids so that they know what you're doing and they don't just see you looking at your phone. Like she set that example just by me every morning I would walk down, she would be sitting there reading. Um, so showed that as a priority. Um, both of my parents did in their life. But then also, one of the most powerful things in my childhood was the fact that we just talked about it all the time. Like, yeah, it was just woven into daily conversation and not Mm -hmm. in a way that was like forced or Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was on my parents' checklist. We need to talk about Jesus today. You know, um, it was just whatever we were talking about, like something, a thread would be pulled out of that and then tied back to something in the Bible, something about God's character And, um, I remember too, a lot of Sundays coming home from church, this was probably like middle school, high school age, but it could have been elementary too. And I just don't remember. Um, but my dad would say, you know, what did y'all think about when the pastor said this in the sermon or, or like, so you, you grew up like going to worship with your parents. Well, see, I think that was middle school, high school, probably. Yeah. 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 We could actually talk about things that we heard in service together. And it was just this space where we could say like, this is what I thought about it, or this is kind of, you know, what I've heard so far. They could teach us in those moments, but also just a very like free and open platform to kind of formulate those thoughts and opinions and beliefs with one another. That's great. I love that. Yeah, I think the overflow like... When you're personally connected to Jesus, you know, it's like it overflows. It's not this like, now is the time that we pray, you know, which is fine that to have that structure too, but it's just sweet to think, oh no, like they were able to just pull Jesus into our normal conversation, um, our normal day. I thought about it's Luke 645 this morning, out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks mm. and how... A lot of times in church these days, I feel like we talk about like family discipleship and having family worship time 
Um, you know, and that is very like structured time with your family where you read a Bible story or sing a worship song or, which is great. I love that. That's just not the model that I had growing up. And honestly, I'm not good at that. Now that I'm a parent, like (laughs) I, I feel like it just fails so miserably because when it comes bedtime, I am done for the day. I'm tired. Yeah. Not time for me to like do, you know, good Bible teaching for my kids. Um, so, so yeah, just having it woven throughout the day, but also it just being that open platform to talk about it just builds like confidence, you know, that you're, you're talking about it. Maybe, maybe you're wrong in some of your beliefs, but that's okay. Like who better to talk it out with than your parents? Right. Thinking back, did you have a closer relationship with your mom or your dad or equal? Um, equal in different ways. You know how, you know, Uh you go to different parents for different things. Cause like they both have strengths and weaknesses, but, um, generally even now we laugh about how I'm so similar to my dad. Really? Yeah. So, but I mean, my mom would always argue like, but you have my qualities too, you know? (laughs) yeah. So you would go to your mom for what? And then what would you go to your dad for? Today or when I was a child? Let's answer when you were a child and then I want to hear today. Oh, man, this is a tough question. Um, yeah, you, di- you didn't have time to think about this. Right, one. Sorry. right. Well, I I really go to both of them with any biblical questions. Um, today. Today. Any, yes. any type of like analytical question, I would go to my dad. Um, uh-huh. Or even like opinion question, I would go to him, you know, like, anything that's very tangible and concrete. Like I would ask him like, what's the deal with this? My mom though, is like the sweet empathetic one, Mm. you know? Yep. And so if I just want somebody to listen and not offer advice and just totally (laughs) empathize with whatever I'm saying, then I would go to her. Yes. Yeah. Would you, I mean, was that the same when you were little? Probably. I would think so. I mean, you know, little, when I was little, I would probably go to my mom first to say like, Hey, can I go over to this friend's house or can I spend the night over here tonight? Because she would more likely say yes. And my dad would just, uh, huh. no, <laughs> no. Yes. Like end of yes. conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so great. Um, okay. Any specific stories or memories that stick out to you about times that were spiritual, like spiritually formational for you? You know, when you think back to growing up, like that really helped me know who God was. I think my story, like so many others, is just so layered um, because, you know, like I said, I grew up in church. Mm -hmm. I was baptized when I was younger, um, like seven or eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then middle school, like I actually realized in middle school, like the full weight of my sin and like what Jesus Uh did when he took that on upon himself on the cross. Um, and then college, you know, was where I understood like the relationship side of it took ownership and it really like came all came to life. Like, I feel like it moved from head knowledge to heart knowledge. Yes. Even more so. Uh, uh-huh. and so all of those like specific points were obviously very, um, impactful on my journey yeah. and in my life. But man, I can think back just on little things. And I see how the Lord had his hand 
on me the whole time. And yeah. And, you know, hindsight, we can see those things of what he was doing in our life. But, um, right. I, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome to think about. And, um, it's also like terrifying to think about because you're like, oh my goodness, like, what is he doing today that I can't even see? But in, yeah, I'll look back and be able to see what he was doing. Um, yeah. But, and I, I always remember this verse, like from my childhood. And then I, I pray this over my kids, Acts two seventeen, And it says it's at Pentecost when the Holy spirit has come. It says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And I remember just as a child, um, like the Lord gave me this picture in my mind. I don't want to call it a vision. That's like too strong of a word, but it, it, sound, it sounds too spiritual. But yeah, you have like this picture in your mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it's like of his big, like giant lap where he's seated. And I'm just like laying in his lap, just this tiny child, like, like almost a bean. I'm so small. Yes. And that is something that has stuck with me just that throughout my life, like him as father, him holding me, him as protector and like comfort and peace and just all of these things. And I feel like he gave me that. And I think about this verse that like, man, the Holy spirit is so active in our lives and he's so creative. He's not stale old and in a box. Um, yeah. And so I read that verse and I'm like, I'm, I'm one of the daughters like the yeah. spirit has been poured out in my life and I, you know, I pray that it's poured out in my kids' lives too and that they realize. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I love about that picture. Like that, that's not something that your parents like forced on you. Like, Laura, it's time. I want you to, you know, it, that was that yes, did they expose you to Jesus? Yes, by their very presence and who they are and the things that they involved you in. Yes, did they expose you to Jesus for sure. But that was like personally God speaking to you as a child. Yes. And it can't be forced. And he's doing the same thing to our children. Yeah. He's pursuing them and giving them visions. And yes, or let's say pictures. He's giving them pictures. But you know, it's so sweet. It is. And it's so sweet to how personal he is and how he can really speak to us through anything. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of also for me, at least like releases a little bit of the pressure to do everything right. As far as raising my kids, like, cause he's doing a lot, he's doing a lot but that I can't see with my own eyes. Right. And he's doing a lot in spite of my <laughs> mistakes in in their yes. lives. Yes. Thankfully, he oh. works despite yes. mess ups, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's jump ahead to you're an adult. You are involved in BSF. Yes. Right? Bible Study Fellowship. And you, you're a mom of two kids. That's right. And I want to hear about what you felt led to do this past summer. It was a crazy morning, like so many. I mean, that's like a typical morning. It wasn't an outlier. It was the normal morning. Right. You're like, it was just a morning, but. (laughs) Yeah. 
But, you know, trying to get And especially the end of the school year, you're just like, I am really struggling. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're trying to cross the finish line like you've made it. Yes. The marathon. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a crazy morning, school routine. We were trying to get out the door. You know, I feel like I have to tell my kids like a thousand times, like, what to do before they actually do it sometimes. And, um, uh-huh, yeah. And yeah. so it just gets me to this place of like frustration. We all had bad attitudes once mm-hmm. we got in the car and I was like, okay, this is not good. I'm about to drop them off at school. I'm mad. They're mad. Like we need to totally reset our day. And so I just quickly like looked up kids devotionals on podcasts because I was about to drive them to school to drop them off. So I needed something that we could listen to. Obviously I can't read and drive. So I, I, you know, I didn't really find what I was looking for when I searched for it. And so, um, I immediately texted our two main pastors at our church and I was like, Hey, y'all should do this. Like, Uh this is a great idea. You know, like y'all should make a kid's (laughs) devotional podcast for our church. And this would be great. Like y'all do this. And they texted me back. They were like, yeah, great idea. And then, um, Hudson, my oldest heard me talking about it at some point. And then, you know, a month or two goes by. Um, I never hear anything from our pastors, which I'm like, that's fine. I was just throwing it out there as an idea, you know? And Hudson keeps asking me about it. He's like, Hey, have they made the podcast yet? Like, can we listen to the podcast? So he keeps kind of like putting it back in my radar. Uh And, um, so then I'm like praying one day about it and I'm thinking, I can't really get the idea out of my brain. And, Uh um, I really felt like the Lord was like, why not you? Why not you? And I was like, you're right. Why not me? Like why I, he gave me the idea. I totally tried to pass it off as like, uh-huh. hey, the church should should do that and handle that. Um, <laughs> Someone else would be better at doing this, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Lord was like, I gave you the idea. Like, you're more than capable of doing this. You know the Bible. You love to teach. You have kids. Like, you're in the middle of it. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it, you know. Um, and then yeah. commit to it. And man, I, I think it was like two weeks later that the first episode went live. So it went very quickly. And God certainly has a sense of humor to what he calls us to, because like, yes, I myself am not like an avid podcast listener. And, and uh, yeah, he I called know. me to do a podcast <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, you don't know, like, what, what are you doing? Not me. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So you released it like, but you released the first one in the summer, right? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was at the end of yeah. last year that I, of the school year last year, and then yes. released the first one in the summer. Um, yeah, just to get it up and running at that time. And like I said, it was yeah. like, you know, when the Lord calls you to something, I feel like it always goes really quickly. Um, just because it's like, if he's called you to it, not always, right. But it, yeah, like he's going to clear the roadblocks out of the way right. when it is, his will for you to be doing that. Right. So all of these things that I was like, I don't even know how to get a logo. You know, then I'm like in conversation with somebody who's like, Hey, this is how you get a logo or like, that's awesome. Know how to yes. do audio stuff. And then I think you and I talked and you and uh-huh. suggested what I needed to use. So all of these tools just kept kind of falling into my lap. And the way God puts stuff on your mind like, and you just cannot get it off your mind. 
You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I this has got to be something because I can't stop thinking about this, you know? Yeah. Okay, so how do you how do you get like the con how do you come up with the content for each episode? So typically, um, it is so far what we have just been talking about in our family, like our mm-hmm. conversation oh, okay. that we're nice. having with our kids. Yeah. And which the first few, that means the first few are kind of random, you know, like there's no, um, methodology to the, to the first yes. few episodes. And, and that's okay with me. Cause you know, the whole time when the Lord, I felt like he called me to it, I was like, you know, this might just be for the benefit of my own family. And if other uh-huh. people want to come along for the ride, that's great. But like, I'm going to create this with my own kids in mind. Um, and, or, you know, the, the people that I am walking with every day that I hear what's going on in their families or maybe what their kids are struggling with. So that's kind of where it's coming from. Um, it's also when I think about, you know, my kids are being raised going to church every week too. And we love our church. Like we really, really love it. Um, but when I think about some of the things that like all of their teaching is very Bible story based, which is awesome. But sometimes I want to zoom out with my kids a little bit and talk about like concepts. And this was highlighted to me in a conversation that I had with Hudson, my seven-year-old, when we were talking about Satan at some point. Um, and he was like, well, Satan, you know, like he isn't alive anymore and he doesn't have any power anymore. And I was like, that's actually not true. You know, yeah. I started like talking about like, who is Satan and like that he still has power, you know, while we're on this earth as we are humans, yeah. like, he shipped us in different ways. Um, and so that's kind of where like the whole sin podcast came from and it touches a little yeah. bit of who Satan is. And I am fine with the church, not teaching that to them. You know, like I, I love what our church is doing. I just, I don't want to totally depend on the church to teach my kids everything. Like I, I want to partner with them. So for sure. So a lot of this is me saying like, okay, y'all, y'all are really good at doing that. So keep doing that. I'm going to also like supplement with these other things over here, these other concepts. Yes. Because yes, there are, there are things that developmentally, like we can kind of guess like, a first grader is going to developmentally kind of land here at this time. But the truth is there are spiritual things that not every kid need, is ready to process. Right. You know, this is why in, in what what we believe is that it's, it's a personal decision to follow Jesus. So it's not every seven-year-old begins following Jesus and is ready to be baptized. That's just not, you know, it's a personal decision at unique times in your life where God says, this is right for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is what I love about parents can be the place for kids where like process things like Satan. Like we don't want to talk about Satan in Sunday school because some kids aren't ready to go there, you know? Yeah. Um, But you can answer your child's specific questions, you know? And I mean, do you... Don't you feel like you've gotten questions as a parent that you're like, wait, wait, how do I answer that? (laughs) Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. All the time. And and it's okay. It is totally okay to be like, 
I need some time to think about that. Right. You or, know, or let's look it up together. Let's learn together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is such a great point. And that's the beauty of the podcast. You can bring up questions that maybe, you know, are best to be discussed parent and child. Right. And you know? I think that there's so much power to and a child hearing to questions like that, to spiritual questions, um, to hearing their parents say, like, I don't know exactly. You know, let's, yes. let's try to yes. seek out the answer and let's learn together because that tells them, you know, I'm not some parent who like has it all figured out and I'm high and mighty, yeah. like, you know, you're going to be like me one day, but not yet. Like, it's not like that. Yes. It's just kind of like, you know, let's like level the ground a little bit and just all like, yeah, talk it out. And it goes back to what I was talking about of growing up and just having that space to formulate my own thoughts and build confidence and talking about it Mm -hmm. within our family unit where it was that safe zone to talk it out. Yes. So in each episode, you kind of bring up a point, Mm -hmm. speak some truth about it, and then you always have like kind of a discussion question or, or a few, right? Like, yeah, there's usually like three application questions at the end. For like in the car to just chat about. Right. How has it worked for your kids? Like, do you play it for your kids, obviously? Like, I do. I do play it for them. Um, a lot of times they are part of me developing it each week. So by the time uh-huh. they listen to it, they're like, yeah, yeah, we've heard this, you know? <laughs> we get it, Mom. We got this spiel, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, so great. So it's going really well. And my four-year-old little girl, she loves to give answers, but hers are very long-winded and usually like very, um, churchy answers, like Jesus loves mm-hmm. us and died for our sins. And maybe the question has nothing to do with that, you know? Yeah. But oh I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, that is true. And you're right. That's great. And again, it yeah. doesn't have to be on topic, but it, it's like building her confidence of like saying it out loud to other people and then who knows, like maybe she's going to go to school and tell her friend about it at school today. I don't know. But yeah, it's the practice and the repetition of yes. it. Yes. Yes. What are your son's answers like? They are a little bit, they're more intriguing. Um, he is seven, but he is, man, like he's very thoughtful and um, he's very smart. So his answers are awesome and challenge us a lot of times too. Yeah. Okay. Any good stories about how you've seen Jesus work through this, like personally in y'all's lives or friends' lives or something like that? Yeah. So um, when I said yes to the Lord, like, yes, I will do Mm -hmm. the podcast. um, You know, I started doing all the groundwork for it, but it was like when that first episode went live, immediately I felt like it was like spiritual warfare or something because uh-huh. I had yeah. so much doubt and so much insecurity and honestly, like still, and I tell people this all the time. Cause I'm like, can we just be honest about like when we, <laughs> when the Lord calls us to something and we say, yes, that doesn't mean it's easy from there on out. In fact, it's actually really hard, but most days I still think when I'm thinking about the podcast, I'm like, nobody cares what I have to say. I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to seminary, you know, like, no one's going to listen to me or someone's going to disagree with me or be triggered by something that I say. And, um, I have realized that those voices in my head are not from the Lord and I need to be 
calling them out. And um, what has been so sweet, though, is that God has sent me so much encouragement to offset mm. all of those doubts and fears that I've had. Yes. And yes. Um, I mean, like just hearing from other people as they listen to it and their feedback has been such a blessing. But I was telling someone the other day, like, it's almost hard for me to even believe it or like to accept the encouragement because I'm still just like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I'm just, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm just yeah. walking in obedience and I don't even, you know, like the Lord can do whatever he wants to with it. And, you know, if it's meant for one person, great. If it's meant for a thousand, great. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just walking it out. So it has been um, such an encouragement to me to just see how the Lord is right there with me. And he's always going to bring me like my, you know, the family of God is back up for encouragement for me when I'm doubting. Um, I'm learning so much through it too, as I prep the podcast. And, um, And man, like just families that have listened to it, you know, I thought I was starting a podcast just for kids, which it is for kids. Um, yeah. But I have learned through talking to people that like, you know, one download actually represents like a family of four mm-hmm. or yes. you know, four plus people. And absolutely. Yeah. Even even dads, you know, will come up to me and be like, hey, we listened to you in the car today. Oh. You know? <laughs> so it's just it's it's crazy to think about like the reaches of it, that it's not just for children. Maybe it's for, Mm -hmm. you know, other believers that it can encourage them wherever they are in their walk. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We will only know the fruit that he produced from being obedient to him when we get to heaven. Yeah. Because on earth, like, doesn't matter what number of downloads you get or whatever, you know. Right. That really does, that, that that's not God's economy. We we just have no way of knowing what he's doing through just little acts of like obedience and just being faithful to something. And I've learned it's so much easier to just go ahead and say yes to his plan. Because <laughs> uh, he'll get you there eventually. You right. just don't waste your time like coming up with reasons why you shouldn't. Just say yes. Just do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot harder to resist than just to go with it. I really, really love the way God speaks and compels normal people to do really significant things. Laura is a humble, normal person, a mom doing the normal family things. And God gave her an idea. Hey, what if this podcast was out there? And she thought it was an idea for someone else to take on, someone that maybe she felt was more equipped or had more skills. But this is what God does. He gives us ideas, leads us toward things, not because we've already proven ourselves to be extraordinary or we are necessarily capable of doing it. No, he leads us towards things and allows us to do them because he is in it. He makes it great. He allows us to be capable. I don't know. Might it be easy for us as parents to quickly say, "Uh uh-uh, not me. I've got way too much going on. (laughs) I've got flammable pieces on every surface, mounds of laundry, whiny kids. Surely someone else will be better at this, right? Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know if you ever feel this way. But, But no, if God is 
or has prompted you to do something, then you are the right person to do it. You are the right person to do it, not because you're already capable or you think you have capacity. You are the right person to do this because God is leading you towards it. He's going to make it great. He's going to make it happen. Okay, you and your family have got to take a listen to Backseat Bible Nuggets. Each episode's about six to seven minutes, making it perfect for wherever you are headed in the car. And I'm going to link it in the show notes so you can find it. It's so good. Y'all, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found something encouraging or inspiring. Y'all, I am for you. We are in this together. I'll talk to you next time.